You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Started the show by suggesting maybe Scottie Pippen plays Michael Jordan one-on-one. Make it, take it to 11. Any response from Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen? Uh, Have we heard from anybody? Nothing yet. Not yet. Okay, it's early. It's early. We're only an hour into this program. Six and two Ravens take on the two and seven Dolphins tonight in what seems like a mismatch, right? You never know. Think back to last week. Jags beat the Bills. Broncos were shutting out the Cowboys. But the Ravens have the national stage to themselves. And if Lamar Jackson plays well... His name will move to the top of the MVP rankings. And a lot of it comes down to how you define the award. Because it's hard to imagine that there's any single player who's more important to his team than Lamar Jackson. Now, you have some analysts who are jumping on the bandwagon this week. I've been on this bandwagon since the start of the season. When they lost all their running backs, they basically have a tight end in Mark Andrews, and that is it. Hollywood Brown occasionally will come up with a big play. It's Lamar Jackson. Everybody knows when Baltimore shows up on offense, it's Lamar Jackson. Now, Tom Brady's having a great year. I think he should be right now the favorite for MVP. But Aaron Rodgers didn't play last week. Josh Allen didn't play well against Jacksonville. Dak Prescott didn't play well against Denver. You can have Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. You know, Kyler Murray didn't play. And they won with Colt McCoy in San Francisco. But... Wherever you stand on the MVP debate, you can still enjoy watching Jackson play. The Ravens, they've been in some wild games. And more often than not, Jackson's been the reason why they somehow come out on top. And not sure tonight how it'll play out, but you still want to check in on that game just to see how he's playing. There is a tune-in factor for the Ravens, and that is Lamar Jackson. But this is where you have the Miami Dolphins, and you're probably thinking, all right, Jacoby Brissett and the Dolphins versus the Ravens, it is a mismatch. These weird standalone games here, you know, it's just like Jacksonville against Buffalo. Buffalo is a 15-point favorite. Weird things happen when you say, well, Baltimore, of course, is going to win. Miami doesn't even have Tua in there. I know, but it feels like every week, I remind you, there's always one or two games that defy logic. And this could be the start, second half of the season. Yeah, McLevin. Do you think voters will be uh, reticent to vote for Lamar Jackson because he hasn't won in the playoffs? Well, it's a regular season award. You shouldn't be basing it on that. But I don't think they want to be burned by an MVP who goes out in the second round again. I think they think like that. Well, that used to be, I think, how people voted for the Heisman because they would go, well, this guy's not going to be a good pro. Yeah, but the point is that's not what the award is based on is how good you're going to be when you get to the NFL. But I think when you look at MVPs, is it easier to get your second as opposed to your first? It's, it's, it feels like it's harder to get that second one here. Aaron Rodgers had best year of his career, and I wonder what he could do the second half of the season that people would go, he's the MVP. Or do they hold the COVID uh, issue against him? I don't know. You know, because he he was careless in, you know, so how can he be the most valuable player when he did this to his team? Although if you watch Green Bay, you probably go, man, they really need him. But they almost won that game. I think Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady probably uh, won two. And uh, Lamar has a chance to 
kind of supersede Brady with something special here. But I don't know. You know, you go back to Peyton Manning and Brett Favre. Like, how many guys win back-to-back MVPs in the NFL? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, you got it. Man- Manning won it 03-04 back-to-back, and then 08-09 back-to-back. Favre won three in a row, which I think that's the only time it's ever been done, 95-96-97. Jim Brown won it, surprisingly, only three times. Mm. But also, they didn't hold it against Favre with what he would do in the playoffs. They didn't hold it against Peyton with what he would do in the playoffs. Those guys won, you know, Peyton won two Super... He was on two Super Bowl winning teams. He won one. He was on, you know, he was the quarterback of the other one where they didn't really need that much input from him. And Favre won one. So, you know, would I like to see more success out of Lamar going into the postseason? Yes. Absolutely. To be an all-time great? Yes. He's going to have to get to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl. Yeah, McLovin. The guy I was thinking about was Giannis. He won two, right? And and I felt like there's no way, even though he could have had an MVP year last year, there's no way they're giving it to him until he wins in the playoffs. Yes, and I think now the perception of Giannis changed dramatically because he won a championship. It's like Luka. Luka's a wonderful player. And people had him as the favorite last year. People had him as a favorite this year. You got to win. I mean, you can put up great numbers, and he does, but you got to advance. And Giannis did that last year. And so you take that off of his shoulders now. He advanced. He won a championship. By the way, it was spectacular seeing him at the White House. I mean, just imagine where he was a few years ago. Comes over, nobody knows about him. He doesn't really produce that much. And then all of a sudden, you start to see the growth. Then he becomes the Greek freak. And then he becomes the MVP. Then he eventually wins a championship. And then you see him in a suit and tie at the White House behind a podium. It was awesome. It was just, I mean, that's what's great about sports. That you, you, you never say never. There's always, there's that hope, that possibility. And you saw that. By the way, uh, Veterans Day, and, and if you're watching on Peacock, we're interspersing during the commercials some of the interviews that we've had down through the years with, uh, you know, Senator McCain, you know, those who have fought in wars. Senator McCain came into the old man cave, and he was great. I still have an uncashed check from Senator McCain, and I, I, I don't know what to do with it, but I gave him some gear, and he said, I, I got to pay you for it. I go, no, you don't. He goes, no, I got to pay you for it. He wrote me a check. So we gave him the gear, and I got a check in the mail from uh, Senator McCain and his wife, and I still have it. It was just, can't throw it away, you know. But uh, Veterans Day, and hopefully if you have somebody that you know, somebody, you see somebody, military, just say hello. I was going to say give a hug in today's, you know, society, conditions, atmosphere, you probably can't. But just, you know, if it's a virtual hug, then great. Do that for all these special people. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Poll question from the first hour, McLovin. Okay, who's going to win? Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen in 101? Michael Jordan, 68%. Okay, all right. I don't think anybody else is doing that poll question today, but uh, hey. If you can make this happen, I mean, that is unbelievable. Just the <laughs> bitterness. It ain't, it's not going to happen. I'll bet Scotty would love it. I'll bet Scotty would love to play Mike one-on-one. 
If we had Scotty on, I'd ask him, would you play Jordan one-on-one right now? Yeah, Paul. Jordan's 58. I, I thought he may have been a touch older. He's not that old. How old's Scotty? I think he's 53, but checking. Yeah. Yeah, McLevin. That's a nice advantage for Scotty. I didn't. I forgot about that. Scotty's oh. in shape. Is this correct? Scotty Pippen is only two years younger than Michael Jordan. I got 56 for Scotty, 58 for Jordan. Okay. I don't know if that factors into the tail of the tape here, but I'm still taking Pippen. Yeah, McLeod. Scotty's hard to score on. He's got those long arms, but is he going to create the offense he needs here? I always thought that Scotty was a good offensive player because he could do a variety of things, and I thought that he was a spectacular defender. Because you can you can talk about Pippen. The thing is, is Scotty wouldn't show up in the highlights. It would be rare when he would show up in the highlights. And, and, and a lot of times that's how we sort of christen somebody a star. Like Anthony Edwards last night for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He had 48. That's the most by the top overall pick in a draft since Kyrie scored 54 against the Bulls. And that was uh, January of 2020. Stat of the day, stat of the day, bop, bop. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Bop. Now he shows up in the highlights because he is exciting, he's charismatic, he's great in the press conferences. But Minnesota, you got to win. Even with 48 last night, they still couldn't beat my Golden State Warriors. And, and you know, Anthony Edwards. It, he just does. He doesn't have a name that kind of jumps out at you because you know Anthony Edwards was an actor who was in ER, I think, and also Top Gun. And I'm like, oh, Anthony Edwards? No, no, not that Anthony Edwards. I mean, Zion, Luca. Sometimes you just need that standalone one name. Anthony Edwards, you're like Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. You know, he's on a team that's got, you know. Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, but they're like, okay, nothing really to see here. But Edwards, Edwards has a, a, a role, I was going to say starring role, he has a role in Adam Sandler's movie, Hustle. He's great. Now, I got to screen the movie a couple of days ago. He has charisma to spare. Yes, Todd? Should he change his name to Tony Edwards, Junior to third, Antonio Edwards? Mm. Just to kind of... Move it a little bit away from the actor. What's his middle name? It's uh, Anthony Devante Edwards. Ooh. Yeah, but then you'd have Devante, and uh, then it would be, no, then you get confused. Devante Adams, Devante Edwards. Yes, Seton. What if we combine Anthony Edwards and Adam Sandler and have them do an ER kind of movie mm. or TV show? Mm. I want to see Adam Sandler as an ER doctor. But then do we have Anthony Edwards from ER with Anthony Edwards? And maybe George Clooney is like the nemesis, Ooh. sort of the Shooter McGavin of the ER room. Oh. <laughs> Shooter McGavin. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Like, like Sandler could be a guy who Wait, wanted... wait. Do you think this is what happens in Hollywood where they sit around and they go, okay, <laughs> I got an idea. Definitely. Remember, uh, is it the movie The Player? Where, yeah. Where they, which is, Tim Robbins is, it's a great movie. Not good, great. It's inside Hollywood, but everything starts with, okay, I've got this idea with <laughs> Julia Roberts. Yeah, every pitch sounds, you know, the same. Like, okay, Julia Roberts, and then, you, you know, you add a co-star in there. 
right, Paulie, let me judge your pitch. So Seton had the, the initial idea. What if you had uh, Adam Sandler as a guy who wanted to go to medical school and washed out and never got his degree, and he just kind of like decides, I'm going to pretend to be a doctor, but he goes to some uh, place like an ER, and he actually saves someone li- someone's life. And then he continues to do it, and nobody really questions it. Mm. But then the good-looking doctor whose job he's kind of like messing with mm. questions him. But everyone loves Sandler because he's saving people's lives. Oh, the kidney stones. You're not going to look at the kidney stones. Kidney stones. <laughs> it's gold. Finish the rest. Seton infringing on Fritzy's like territory like there. Well, Todd, Todd clearly wasn't going to jump in with not, the impression. So you did not like. You did not like. I did Satan's not have a problem with that. <laughs> okay. I was. I was trying to think like what would be a good line in my head before going to the uh, stand-up. Line. That's a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Dang. What happened, Todd? Getting crushed right now. All of a sudden, the scene man stole your impression. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Todd's not gonna like oh, this. No. Oh, well, you just. You just had that impression taken from you. Taken. Just ripped it right, right out of your hands. in front of you. He wow. took yeah. you. All right, go ahead. Give me, your, give me your Sandler one. Oh, I think he's going to need a tetanus shot there, Danny. Oh, he's going to need a tetanus shot. Okay. 400 milligrams or something. Clear. If you did it three minutes ago, then Seton <laughs> doesn't do his. That's true. That's true. I missed my window there. I was trying to work it out in my head, a good doctor line. We say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app, and you can watch for free. We would never charge you for this content. And we say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country. Jay is free from the Browns and can sign with anyone who's down. His dad's video, not cool. Tried to make Baker the fool. Now he can... Well, no, see, I messed up here. You know what? Can I do that again? Are you going to be a second chance? Seton, why would you do that? Why, why, why do that? That's mean. That is, and you're the one that's always going, hey, you guys, lay off Todd. Hey, listen, the producer of the show said, do you have Tom, Todd's limerick fail? I and I was, of course, like a good board up, I did. It's well, possible it, I told Seton. It, it makes sense. So it's P for pile on, because I, I typed P instead of O. So oh, don't wait, I messed up. Oh, there was an epic fail yesterday. I was listening to that, Danny. <laughs> oh, he couldn't figure it out there in the last line. Uh, boy. All right, let me take a break here. All right, so what's poll question second hour since we've established people think Michael Jordan is going to beat Scottie Pippen one-on-one? Okay, I have an NBA poll. Yeah. Most exciting young – well, actually, no. Most exciting player in the NBA. And I'm going to tell you we came up with four options – after the break. So these are the most exciting players, not just young players. The most uh, exciting players in the NBA. Yes, but I'll just warn you that if a guy's been an MVP-level player for eight years, there's not a huge excitement level. Okay. Let's take a break. It's uh, 16 after the hour. More phone calls coming up here. Thursday edition, Dan Patrick Show. Simply Safe Home Security. Make sure you take me up on this offer. Well, Simply Safe. The... Uh, Let's get ahead of the Black Friday deals. 50% off their award-winning home security. We love Simply Safe. They have everything you need to keep your home safe. Indoor, outdoor cameras. You got comprehensive sensors all monitored by people, trained professionals around the clock. They send help in an instant. And you can easily customize the system for your home online in minutes. And then you order it, and it comes right to your doorstep. It's simple because you're going to install it. It's safe because it's the complete home security system. U.S. News & World Report named it Best Home Security System of 2021. There are no long-term contracts, no commitments, no hidden fees, no pushy salespeople. 
you just get peace of mind. Take advantage of Simply Safe's early Black Friday deals and get 50% off your new home security system. All you have to do to get started, visit simplysafedan.com. That's simplysafedan.com for 50% off your entire system. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sources close to me, McLovin has an against the grain coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Yeah, you know my ability to defend sort of middle-range quarterbacks? It's going to be on full display in about 20 minutes. All right, uh, before the uh, commercial break, you teased an NBA poll question, most exciting players in the NBA. Yeah, uh, if we had a couple of lists, who is the most exciting player in the NBA right now? I think we, off last segment, Anthony Edwards of Minnesota, John Morant in Memphis, LaMelo Ball in Charlotte. Um, now, Paulie wants to add a veteran player. I'll let him make his case. Well, if you say the most exciting player in the NBA, then you shouldn't preclude somebody who's been in the league for a while or been a former MVP if they're still exciting. Steph Curry is still tune-in factor worthy. Right. That's Paul. Paul's case. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I would make the case we haven't seen everything he's ever done. It seems like the other night he hit a follow I was like, golly, I'll tune into him anytime because it shouldn't be happening. There's dunks and people dunk, but his is different. He's 6'4", right? 6'3", 6'4"? Yeah. And they know he's shooting threes, and they still can't stop it. To me, that is entertaining. Yes, McLovin. Well, things get less exciting the more you see them. You're right. Steph Curry's doing something new because the team is so different around him. I think that's why he's exciting now. Normally, like that's why the NBA puts Zion on 14 primetime games, because people want new. Is Zion on your list? See, I didn't. I don't know. Is he still? I. What's your take? Are, are people going to well, tune in? when he's healthy, I think you tune in. I, I just said at the beginning of the year, this is a big deal, and nobody's making a big deal about this. When you're that size and you have, a, you have foot surgery, this is a big deal. Literally, figuratively, it's a big deal. And it still is with Zion coming back, when he comes back. Is this going to be something that stays with him his entire career? You know, odds are he's not going to be losing a lot of weight as he gets older. He's going to be adding more weight. Yeah, McLovin. I'm sorry, for the poll, is Luka Doncic belong on there? I mean, he's sure. certainly among the great young players. Sure. I mean, we think he's been in the league like seven years. But his style of play is not like highlighty necessarily. Well, the other night when he hit the game winner. With three seconds left, he is. But yeah, you don't see him like Anthony Edwards flying through the air and dunking on guys' heads. No, he has. And I was watching Cade Cunningham, the number one overall pick, and he has a, a Luka-style game from the standpoint of it doesn't feel like he's in a hurry with things. And, you know, you could see that on display. I mean, the Rockets last night against the Pistons is normally not tune-in factor, but you did have the number one and number two picks overall, and they played completely different style. But, you know, Green is just going to score buckets. Cunningham, it feels like he has a better all-around game or is asked to be sort of a better all-around player for that team. 
He's not exciting. Green is exciting. Uh, Anthony Edwards is, if he played for the Knicks, then he would be a really big deal. That guy looks like he could play for the Vikings. Uh, he plays in, in a aggressive style. He attacks. But he plays in Minnesota. You're not going to get must-see TV. You have to go out of your way. Now, I, I will argue that I went out of my way to watch LaMelo Ball last year. And the Hornets weren't a great team, good team. But now people are starting to watch this team a little bit more. They're a little bit better. And he is must-see TV for me. John Morant's exciting. Um, he has that, you know, aggressive attack mode. You know, Trey Young I'd put in there as well. Steph, absolutely. You know, is LeBron must-see TV? He is because he's LeBron and usually they're playing important games. Does that mean he's one of the more exciting players? No, he's not. Uh, I don't know who else you put in there. Yeah, McLevin. Like the Joker would not be on that list, right? No. No, he's... Embiid. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. They're not exciting. They're they're efficient. They're great. But it's not like, man, did you watch the Joker? Like, the only time we talked about the Joker this year is, you know, he got suspended for pushing Morris in the pack. You know, you watch and you go, wow, that guy is efficient. Yeah, McLevin. We were having the same, and it got a little heated debate for the NFL. Who is the most exciting player in the NFL? Okay. I mean, a couple names, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. How about the least exciting player in the NBA? Ooh, <laughs> that's good. Oh. I know who you want to go with. I've, you know, I was on record. I, I, I said the Joker last year. Well, no, I thought you were going to go DeMar DeRozan. Oh, yeah, DeMar DeRozan. Although I want the Sixers to pick him up because he's shooting really uh, well this year. You don't appreciate a nice 16-foot uh, jump I, shot? I do, but I don't think America does. Oh. Now, Joe Johnson is the, the award's named after Joe yes, Johnson, it is. right? Yes, it is. Mid range. The, the Joe Johnson <laughs> Award, the least exciting, very good player in the NBA. And Paul Millsap is all time on this list. Is Paul George on there? Paul George is not young and springy anymore. He's still very good. We're not saying he's not a very good ball player. Is he exciting? No. Okay. Uh, Julius Randle, is he exciting? He's very good. Is he exciting? Yeah, Paul. This is a tough one because the New York fans love Julius Randle. He plays with effort. He's got an all-around game, but it's not exciting. It's not. It, he doesn't. You can't get a dime under his shoes when he jumps. Mm. He plays with effort. That's like she has a good personality. <laughs> that is not exciting. <laughs> I think that women probably said that about me. He's got a nice personality, you know. Yeah, I'm a club. That was very much me. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, these European Joker guys who have great outlet passes and crisp backdoor cuts for layups, that's not exciting. No, it's not. But sometimes we get caught up in, oh, great player is the guy who can dunk and, and, and make for exciting highlights. But if you watch a game, it's different. Sometimes you'll go, oh, my God, did you see that dunk that this, this guy had? And if you watch the game, that's the only moment he had. It's the guys who can do it every single night, and, you know, it, it's just repetitious. You know, LeBron's not exciting now. You know, he's settling for three-pointer. Well, he's not playing now, but, like, is Anthony Davis exciting? I would put the Greek freak on here as being a tune-in factor. I mean, that was a great game, Bucks and the Knicks last night. Greek freak is still must-see TV for me.
Yes, McClellan. He had a block where he he blocked Obi Toppin. He must have been six feet over the rim. He is so spectacular. The most, most exciting player in the NFL. Well, Lamar Jackson is going to be on the list. Is Kyler Murray on the list? See, I don't I don't think he creates highlights the way Lamar Jackson does. I think Kyler Kyler avoids contact. Lamar does his damage where he goes right in the middle of the field and he's not afraid to take on somebody. Josh Allen, I would put him in there. I think he's exciting. Um do I put Stefan Diggs in there? Do I put Jamar Chase in there? Do I put a, is there a running back that I put in there? Yeah, Paul. Nick Chubb has breakaway ability, so I guess there's some excitement there. Mm. I know. I, I'm, I'm shoehorning a little I bit. I like him. I like him. I'll throw out the wide receiver from the Niners, Debo Samuel. If you watch, I know it's not Showtime. Mm. It's not Randy Moss in his prime, but he's a very entertaining, with the, again, with effort and like yes, McLovin. I know you Mahomes more than Lamar Jackson because Mahomes is a, a little more like creative and wild and weird and all over the place. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. Yeah, Lamar is actually pretty steady. He he's pretty consistent. I mean, he's spectacular, but yeah, yes, Todd. Could you at least put Trayvon Diggs on the list? I know he's not seeing the ball as much as a quarterback or a running back or a wide receiver might, but what he's doing this year and all those interceptions, I think he's worth a mention, even if he doesn't win it. Well, we can mention it. I mean, it's. It's nothing against mentioning. He hadn't done anything the last couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, sure. They can put him in there. Yeah, Paul. But isn't that the weirdest position, cornerback? Because if you're great at it, we never see you play. Yeah. Because the camera's on the quarterback when he drops back, so we don't see you doing your work ever. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? Hey, what up, though? One time for chat row. It's funny that Paulie was talking about that because me and my friends sat around and we were talking about Steph Curry's ability to do stuff you're not supposed to do. Nobody has ever been this automatic shooting like that. You answered my question on the K Cuttingham. My question to you, I guess, is which one would you have picked up there if uh, you were starting a team in grudge matches? Bill Lambie against the whole NBA. He's probably <laughs> the most hated man in the NBA. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Lambier probably could still play. It's not like he relied on mobility or jumping, and he could still shoot. But, uh, yeah, Bill Lambier versus just about anybody in the NBA who played against him. Uh, I haven't seen enough of Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. I mean, I, I, I've watched them. I've seen Cunningham really struggle. I think his first game out, but let me let me get past Christmas and I'll give you you know an, an opinion on these two. I said that Green is going to score; he's going to give you twenty points. He'll be a twenty point scorer in his career. Cunningham might try to follow the blueprint if he can of Luca and be sort of I'll, I'll get rebounds, points, assist, and 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 he he has there's nothing fast about him. You know, he's he's kind of effortless in, in how he moves. Yes, McClellan. You were talking about Anthony Edwards maybe not being a household name. These guys didn't play college, so they came in the NBA. Is that kind of one of the reasons we're not – like, it's hard for the average fan to get excited about Jalen Green or Cade Cunningham. We don't know – I know Cade played, but – Well, Edwards played. Yeah, Georgia, one no, year, right. Georgia. But it wasn't like yeah. – you know, <laughs> it wasn't like we got to know him like when 20 years ago. We were all in on these guys. Cunningham was around for a couple of years at Oklahoma State. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. You know, Green went to the G League. 
Was wasn't he with the Ignite? I yeah, think. G League Ignite. That's where all yeah. the yeah. I think I Kaminga. Yeah, but I I will say when I watched him going against you know older older men, you know he he was not afraid. He could score on anybody. Yeah, Paul. If you look at Zion Williamson, if he had gone overseas or to the G League or something, we would have known him because of the YouTube highlights and the social media. Yeah. But it, we talked about this a million times. His freshman year at Duke, he had 31 nationally televised games. That's more more than most NBA players have in a year. So we got. Zion forced down our throat for five months. Adam in Florida joins us. Hey, Adam, what's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, 5'11 and a soft 210. Soft. Uh, so, yeah, I've been hearing you uh, talking about the uh, stones here the last couple of days, and I got a little bit of a dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a ticket to go see them in Florida here at the end of the month. And uh, needless to say, it was a pretty penny that I had to uh, spend. However, I am also getting married in February. Now, I can flip that ticket and maybe put a nice little down payment on a florist, or I can go and see the Stones in what may be their last performance. Have you seen them before? I have not. I have not. It would be my first time, and I'm really excited, but do I – be selfish and go see the stones, or should I think about uh, my fiance and maybe uh, you know put, get a cake with that? Uh, yeah, but, a little bit of a dilemma. Yeah, but Adam, we know you're going to get married a couple of times, but <laughs> this would be the only time that you could see the Rolling Stones. So I would I would uh, opt for the Rolling Stone. Well, let me ask the guys on the other side. Okay, yes, Todd. Is he so strapped for cash that he has to choose going to the concert versus making sure there's a cake and flowers at the wedding? If it's that, if that's the, I would still go to the concert. And- yeah, are you hard pressed for cash, Adam? Uh, at the moment, with all, everything we're putting into the wedding, yes, okay. the expenses are piling up. Are you bringing her to the Rolling Stones? I am not. That is going to be me oh. going solo to the Stones. Wait, you're Han Solo for the Stones? Han Solo for the Stones. Oh my God. See, if you bring her, oh, I can't teach this new generation. I just don't have the time. Yes, McLovin, what? I don't know. I, I saw the Stones Wheels of Steel tour in 89. I'm like, well, this is a great oh, last shut tour. Up. Shut Come up. on. I mean, do you really, <laughs> shut up. Do you yeah. want to go see the Stones now? Do you? Yes, I would go see the Stones again. Yes, yeah, Eaton. I can't think of a better way to start off your relationship than instead of paying for something for the wedding, going to the Stones solo. Yeah, you kind of have to send that message, though, Adam, early. You know that uh, I am joking, by the way. Oh, you are. Oh, yeah, oh, yes, I'm very much yes, joking, and I'm, I'm joking too. Yes, yes, yes Paul. Yeah. See, I, I disagree. I think this is a great way to start a marriage. You're going to spend the next next forty years of your life doing things your wife doesn't want you to and apologizing for. Let's start now and let's start big. That's marriage, buddy. I would go. You know, Adam, if you go, let us know how the show was. If you don't go, let us know. How that uh, how that goes over your, with your fiance? I will, I will, I will call back. And okay. uh, before I go, just want to let you know I, I didn't meet you guys when you came down to, to uh, Miami pre-COVID for the Super Bowl, and you guys were great. You couldn't have been nicer. So uh, it's nice to call in and uh, finally be a part of the show. Well, who was the nicest though, Adam? Uh, you all were nice, but uh, Seton stuck out. Seton mm-hmm. was very um, uh, okay. Seton was very uh, cool, and uh, I mean y'all were, but got a chance to take a picture with y'all and um just you know shake your hand and uh you couldn't have been you couldn't have been nicer and i actually did play um uh trivia with uh fritzy's son and uh, i did take him down so i'm sorry fritzy <laughs> but 
um, it was it was a good time. So right. well, uh, you know, again, good glad luck to be with, part of the show. Good luck with your decision, Adam. That uh, yes, Tom. How much should where the seats are and how much you think you can get for them play into making that final decision? Just go see the stones. Just go. You know, just go. I had a chance to go see Sinatra, and I didn't go. It was in St. Pete, Tampa, St. Pete. I didn't go. You know, he was he was singing while reading off a prompter. Um, and I just didn't want to see him like that, but then I didn't get to see him. And I guess I would rather see. But it's not like the Stones don't put on a great show. They still do. You know, they don't have Charlie Watts, but, you know, Keith, just hearing Keith play guitar, Jagger's still Jagger, still running around. Stop it! You know, doing the same thing. Run around, walk around like a chicken. Yes, Eden. And how much, we've said it on the show a million times, but how much do we regret not going to see Tom Petty when he just played right here in Connecticut? Thank God I went and saw him. Thanks for that. Yep, thank God I went and saw him. You know? Uh, What do you have here? Uh, Do I have news on Cam Newton? Uh, Paulie? It, it could be. Oh, oh. Okay, let me see if we can get another source on this. Let me, let me just make sure we got... How about we take a break? Maybe we got some uh, Cam Newton news. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joe Person is a beat writer covering the Panthers for The Athletic. He just sent out a tweet. The Panthers are meeting with Cam Newton, quote, with the hopes of signing him, a source tells Joe Person. Is that a good fit? I mentioned it yesterday on the show. Why isn't he signed? Certainly with what happened with Sam Darnold, as uh, he's got a broken bone in his shoulder, broken clavicle. Bring in Cam Newton, bring him back to Carolina. I thought there were a couple other opportunities where somebody could bring him in. Once he got vaccinated, teams were going to be more than likely to bring him in if there was an injury that your starting quarterback was going to be out for a while. So right now, it looks like Cam Newton, they just signed Matt Barkley, but it looks like Cam Newton might get another shot going back to the Panthers. Pre-order the 2022 calendar, now at danpatrick.com. Lots of uh, new products there, new T-shirts, tailgate bundle there. Uh, Penny's Bang Biscuits. Get a jump on your holiday shopping season at danpatrick.com. A couple of uh, phone calls here. 877-3DP-SHOW. Uh, Seth in West Virginia. Hi, Seth. What's on your mind today? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, a little advice to the to Adam in Florida there. I think if this is the girl to marry, she lets him go to the Stones concert. Oh, okay. So maybe consider that. Um, but... Going back to your poll question, the first one about the NBA grudge matches, I think you should square off Spike Lee and Reggie Miller in a trash talking <laughs> contest, or at least have them be the commentators for the night. And it's probably a good thing that it would be on pay per view, because I'm sure with them unfiltered, there's some good stories to tell. All right, and that sounds good, Seth. Thank you. Yeah, you can't have Spike play Reggie, but you could have them uh, going back and forth. And by the way, if you have a ticket to uh, see the Stones. It's a test to see if you will go to see the Stones. Like your fiance is, it's, it's your first test. Do you ask her or do you tell her you're going to the Rolling Stones? Because I'm guessing you've been engaged for a little while. Maybe she knew this. 
Although the guy doesn't have any friends. That's the problem. Adam's going <laughs> solo. Like if I'm the fiance, I'm going, man, my guy doesn't have any friends. He might be a loser. Yeah, Paul. That said, this guy should be careful because during the wedding preparation process, tensions can be high. Picking things out, deciding mm, on flowers mm, and photographers. Mm, you guys all remember this. Mm, tensions can be yeah. very high. Yeah. It, and not, people aren't thinking clearly. Mm. People have no sense of humor about jokes like this. Because mm. yes. what's going to happen when you go to pay the bill for the florist and we're like, okay, so where are we going to come up with that money now that you didn't sell the Rolling Stone <laughs> ticket? Okay, first of all, how much are you getting for a single Stones ticket? And what's that going to, what kind of dent is that going to have in your flowers for your wedding? Yes. I just remember when I was dating my now wife, I went to go see the Mars Volta, who is far from the Rolling Stones. <laughs> And she was like, hey, you want to come hang out? And I was just like, uh, no, I'm going to go see the show instead. Maybe I'll swing by after. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I went to go see the Mars Volta. And then I went to her apartment afterwards. And she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how was your show? <laughs> I was like, oh, it wasn't that good. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad that you were there instead of here. Okay. So, well, see you later. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, All right. Noted. Message. Noted. Message sent. <laughs> Message sent. Yep. Yeah, Paulie. I'm on a couple sites, and the get-in price, these are bad tickets, but in the building, mm. under $100 to see the Stones. Yeah. You, you can get in for 75 bucks. What's the high, What's the better tickets? Checking. It, it, it ramps up rapidly. Yeah. Um, but you could be, let's say you wanted to blow it out and be in the first 20 rows. Mm. You're 600 bucks. Okay. okay. Easy. I could make a dent in your wedding flowers. Mm. Yeah. You know, could pay for her bouquet. Yeah, Paul. Here's the issue, though. Let's say he goes, and he's going to spend, let's say, four bills on this. Does he buy a shirt? Because that's another 70 bucks. Because you come home with a shirt on, it's like, I'm putting a thumb in it. There's a, there's a corsage, or there's a table setting. A two-beer minimum. Yeah. Yeah. I would not buy the T-shirt. Right. Because the T-shirt will be a constant reminder every time you wear it. <laughs> I think you, know? you got to wear it. And not only that, when you wear it, you, you got to... Do the Mick Jagger. Stop me! Oh, <laughs> I'm a star. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna do it, it can go all in. Yes, Todd. Um, Mr. Rich Eisen wants to weigh in on what we're discussing right oh, now. Oh, okay. And uh, the popular Rich Eisen from the Rich Eisen Show that follows ours on Peacock. Hi, Rich. DT, masterful um, questioning of this uh, individual, but you did leave out a very crucial question that um, I think is uh, very important. Does, does the uh, fiancé know that he's making this decision? That's a question mm. that's important because if he does turn down the tickets for the flowers, there are considerable points to be made here. It's kind of like, you know, when you're, you're about to tip somebody at, like, the Starbucks, do you wait for them to watch you put the dollar in? You know what I mean? Like, do you want the point for the for the gesture? You know what I'm saying, Dan? Like, this is crucial. Okay. So, um, should he tell her that he is now? Does he say, "Hey, I'm deciding between the two? Yeah, that's a tough one. You're right. That's a tough one. I just wonder if she's just. You'd imagine they're about to get married. She must know everything about what's going on in his life. Right? Like, he must have bought the ticket with her knowledge. You'd have to think. Because 
I mean, now that he's let the cat out of the bag on the Dan Patrick show, this could be particularly dicey. Yeah, but as I told him, Rich, he's going to get married a few times, so you may only get to see the stones. (laughs) You know? Which was my favorite comment. (laughs) You you have time to teach the new generation. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have that time, Dan. You're right. You're you're very generous with your time. Thank you, Rich. I just want to make that point. All right. That's, That's Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen Show. Probably be covering this story on his show. Yes, Tom. Yeah, if you're going to make a decision like this, you've got to get some kind of brownie points or credit for it. You I can't know, just but if you that... say it and then you go to the Stones concert, then you're picking that over money that can be applied to the wedding. Yeah, but if you say it in a situation like I have this ticket and I, you know, I want to, you know, want you to discuss this with no, no, you. No, 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 no. You no. can't have a conversation with her. To... And, because she's going to say, "Why'd you only buy one ticket?" You know, why? Why is this a question? Why shouldn't we be saving our money? No. Focus on the wedding. Like, what's more important to you, Adam? Yeah, Paul. I think you're absolutely right, because yeah. if you bring it up and say, you know what, honey, I was deciding between there were the Rolling Stones and uh, it was a tough decision, mm-hmm. you're losing points already. She's uh, doesn't care. She thinks it's obvious you should have chose the flowers. I would just say, look, I'm going to sell this ticket because I'd like to get another ticket um, and we could both go to the Stones concert, but... I mean, you got to fall on your sword here. You're already in no man's land. You have no friends. You're going by yourself to the Stones concert. I know Adam has no friends. I think we can all agree to that. Which I got to say, sounds like Adam's never going to a concert again after he gets married. Well, if he's going, he's going with his wife. Yeah, McLevin. The wife asked for a ticket to say, you can't always get what you want. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I had to Google famous Rolling Stones songs, full disclosure, right before (laughs) to come up with that pun. Wait, are you going to say the Stones are overrated? Stones are my band. I in the Stones Beatles fight. I'm all Stones. Wait, you had to Google the Stones. Well, songs. I was trying to come up with a good joke here, so I was like, "Hey, we could. Uh, what color should the uh, wedding be? Paint it black." And I had a lot, lot of lines. When out. she throws him out of the house, and he says, "Give me shelter." Yeah, give no me shelter. Time. Yeah, no I was time. trying. <laughs> time is on my side. I don't know. When he's naked, running around the house, he's jumping Jack Flash. Honey, wild horses couldn't drag me away from you. Mm. Away from you. (laughs) He's going to be her beast of burden for sure. Anything else? Like a deep cut? Like a B-side? Actually, he should be singing I Can't Get No Satisfaction because that's in his future. That's what she'll be saying, yeah. (laughs) Wow. She's not going to start him up or anything Start me up! There we go, Todd. Thank you, Todd. How about Todd weighing in on... Uh... Oh, he's still reeling a little bit from what happened earlier. <laughs> I love that Seton stole your Adam Sandler impersonation right in front of you. It's like when somebody walks up to your uh, date and goes, uh, Hi, you want to go? And you're standing right there. Yeah, you're Obviously, going, you're an item between yeah. you. He just, he's just stole your date. A very cutthroat business, this uh, sports boy. Um, McLevin, I was supposed to do Against the Grain. It's gonna have to wait. People are gonna have to stay in their cars for ten more minutes. Oh I'm God. so sorry. People are gonna be late to work. But... I know. Okay, so you have against the grain coming up. Topic is it is uh, underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay, this just has a feeling of Andy Dalton, Case Keenum, all your boyfriends. Yeah, yeah, it's a new version. It's it's Andy Dalton, Case Keenum 2.0. Those the next level of uh, mm. mid level quarterbacks. Nobody's staying in their car. Case and Andy might, but that's about it. They wouldn't even stay in their cars. Two hours in the books, one more to go.
Meathead James Vanderbeek will join us coming up. Final hour. More phone calls.